0: Welcome to Punta Vista Socialist Club. I, I believe it's episode 36. Not 100% confident, but uh, that's what I'm going to roll with. You guys have any any strong opinions about which number it is?
1: I think it's up to us to decide what number it
0: is. Perception is reality. I agree.
1: Well, I mean, just that I think it's more about a naming convention than it is about a strict chronological order. If we say this is episode number 36, that's kind of up to us. I think it's 36.
0: So here we are on episode thirty six, uh of course with our beloved Benjamin. Oh how are you, Ben? Oh I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Oh Oh
2: I'm good. I'm pretty good. Uh and how is Theo? Hey, um I'm a bit under the weather. I got this like I've got this ongoing thing where my sinuses are too tight and a piece of rice went up my sinus and that's uh, developed into a, a full scale uh, chest infection so uh, a condition for which I'm not gonna get made fun of I'm sure uh, how are you how are you guys does that does that tickle you Ben
0: uh, that's uh It's the tale of our of a strong and robust boy here uh, What... Bought to the brink by a single grain of rice. I
2: don't know if I'd get made fun of
1: for this. This is the most. I share anything. The most Theo injury you could possibly sustain.
0: (laughs) I inhaled a single grain of rice.
1: (laughs) Theo, think rice is too spicy. Uh... (laughs) Theo's body is currently
0: rejecting the rice. Oh dear um, Lucy is not with us um, On account of being unable To work her internet
2: Yeah she downloaded uh, too many pornos at the same time And it was like that um, Three Stooges uh, Scene where they're all trying to get through the door at once uh, <laughs> And the connection just <laughs> shut down Have we
1: Have we given up the pretense of saying that Anytime she can't be here it's because she's trapped on the toilet Due to chronic IBS <laughs>
0: you can can take a laptop to the toilet she can take
1: a mic to the toilet
2: there's a mute button yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) well um yeah uh, personally i'm just having visions of uh lucy just being like one of those um retirees who has to get someone to come and fix their computer because of all the viruses that are on it and um and it's absolutely because of all of the porno they've been yeah, looking. She's at. She's
2: like looking at the internet through a tiny little hole uh, in her browser, which is just otherwise um, ad extensions and plugins. Yep, yep. She's uh, she's carried her carried the tower of her PC
0: into the Apple store and is currently asking um, one of the one of the geniuses at the Genius Bar. Uh, exactly why she can't hey, log on and
2: Bonsai
1: buddies just stopped working In my experience <laughs> Those guys are no geniuses They can't even help fix my iPod Is that? Whoa. Is, that uh, good?
0: What? is that a good bit Do you, I, do, you I, do you have an iPod I could <laughs> Yeah, That's true you could Anyway Enough about Lucy's crippling IBS and pornography addiction uh, we've got oh, some stuff for Andrew. you. We've got some stuff for you this week.
1: Come on, man! Yeah, you're doing so good with what? the segues. What? You couldn't be like. Speaking of being trapped in the toilet, I bet Barnaby Joyce wished he was right now because of all the public attention he's getting. Here's an update on Barnaby Joyce. Well, number one,
0: I wasn't going to talk about Barnaby <laughs> Joyce first, right? Um. Uh, speaking of Lucy being a card-carrying IBS sufferer, we received a message today from a card carrier of a different kind. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It's much better. Um, we received a message today from a friend of the show. Uh, and They were letting us know that um, they were one of numerous people who has contacted us since our um, episode a few weeks ago about unions. The Power of Unions. Um, this was, of course, friend of the show, Josiah, uh, on Twitter, at Deathsocks, And they, they wrote in to let us know that they are now officially a card-carrying union thug. Thanks to the nudge provided by Bunta Vista and dear friend of the show, uh, Tim, who, of course, you can find at uh, BurgerDrome on Twitter. And uh, it's been really, really cool to get a a great reaction to that show. Um, We've had a bunch of people basically reach out and let us know that they had been thinking about joining their union and they really liked what they heard and it got them thinking and they have gone out and joined their union. So if there's one thing we can say to you, it's go and join your union. Yeah, join Uh, your union. If you've already joined your union, good on you. Good on you for joining your union and feel free to harass all the people around you who have not yet joined that union. Uh, so, yeah, we just we, we want to thank Tim again for coming on the show. We want to encourage anybody who hasn't listened to that episode yet to go back and get stuck into it. And as we said, we very much intend to uh, get Tim back on in the next couple of weeks and pick his brain about a few more things. Um, there were a bunch of questions from our audience that we didn't get to. Um, a lot of people had questions about like uh, shitty unions, like the SDA, the old shoppies. Uh, and the alternatives to that sort of stuff, uh, how to change those kinds of things from the inside. So we'd love to cover that sort of stuff with him again. Uh, so we will try. I want to find out what he was talking about with the dog dick, just personally. But Well, maybe maybe you should go back and listen
2: to the episode before that episode. Uh, I think I've made it clear that I'm never doing that.
0: Well, then you don't get to complain about not knowing um, what exactly you talked about on a previous episode.
2: Wrong again, bitch. <laughs>
0: Speaking of big complaining bitches. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'm will i into the swing of it now. Wait, then.
1: can I just... Um, I'm going to interrupt your swing just to pull back the curtain here for a second uh, to point out that yep. Theo had muted his microphone because he went into a, a coughing fit, but then very, very quickly unmuted it just so he could get in nice immediately after you finished the segue.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of professionalism you're getting. Yeah, uh, absolutely with me as a podcast
0: host. Yeah, that's the sort of um, the, those are the production secrets that we bring to you. I
2: will bring the curtain
0: um,
1: uh, back across, though. We're no longer behind the curtain anymore.
0: Okay, there. Um, you could see behind the curtain for a little bit, but now the curtain is drawn. It is red velvet. Oh, um, it's lush.
1: You run your hand uh, along that you, baby. It's soft.
0: It's soft, but here's the thing. You are not allowed to. If everybody who wanted to touch the velvet curtain was touching it, frankly, it'd be filthy. And that's why we have the velvet rope just in front of the velvet curtain. I
1: don't know if you put a rope in front of a curtain. It's a
2: very good rope feel.
0: Well, that's just to kind of keep a bit of a barrier between, um, you know, the audience and the curtain itself. Because let's be honest, it just, it looks so good. It looks incredibly tactile. The point um, is... It just looks like... Yeah. Don't touch the curtain. You're not seeing boring. behind
1: any of this. What you're getting is a veneer of complete professionalism, craft, uh, high production value, scripted stuff. Highly scripted. Yeah. Uh, research. Depth.
0: Although, although, if I could make one minor point, um, imagine if you will, uh, the scene from The Wizard of Oz towards the end. Um, you know, they come in and they see the great big wizard head and they're all like, whoa, look at this big wizard head. This is super impressive. Um, I'm really scared of this wizard and everything. And then the curtain gets pulled back and they see what's behind the curtain. And they're all like, oh, it's this guy I've, I've seen behind the curtain now. Isn't that interesting? Um, it would really work if you just pulled that curtain back across and said, okay, go back to looking at the big the big wizard head. Enjoy the big wizard head again now that you know what's behind the curtain. Well,
1: I think that's assuming that you've flung the curtain back entirely. I think what we've done is we've flung the curtain back a little bit. Just a you've peek. only had a small glimpse. Just There's so much more behind that curtain.
2: I think we've, we've opened up one facade just to reveal the facade behind Certainly.
0: it. Certainly. Mm. Be, this could all coughing. just be a fiction. Maybe you just...
1: <laughs> it's very, very deliberate. <laughs> yes,
0: it's an elaborate act.
2: Absolutely, I'm throwing this show.
0: So, speaking of big complaining bitches, uh, we just, of course, need to touch briefly on the thing that everybody's spent the last couple of weeks talking about, and that is uh, the nation's horniest
1: deputy prime minister, uh, Bad Boy Barnaby. I think they should call him Yarnaby Joyce, because there's a whole lot of yarns coming out about this fella.
0: Mm. Uh, There's a whole bunch of Barnaby noise, you know what I'm saying? Mm.
1: No, it's Barnaby Joyce.
0: No one doesn't. That's fair. So um, you may be aware uh, we have we've bought into the hype and we spent our, our last two episodes. There's been so many layers and so much dirt in this uh, this big old uh, sex sex scandal coated in graft um, that that we basically spent most of the last two episodes talking about it because there's just so much stuff to get to. And let me tell you, it didn't really ease up uh, a great deal. Um, Barnaby, you you know, uh, the Prime Minister said, Barnaby is going to take a week of leave and do a bit of quiet reflection. And basically, Barnaby Joyce's quiet reflection has involved um, doing more interviews about the topic than he did while he was not on leave, which is really helping his cause. It's really helping people to put it behind them and move on while he is on leave. Um, and if I remember correctly, at the end of our last episode, we were up to that very day, which involved the prime minister calling a press conference and saying, um, Hey everybody, Barnaby Joyce is a big, dumb dipshit podunk who can't keep his dick in his pants. We're all incredibly disappointed. Uh, he has no ethics. He has absolutely compromised his office. Uh, what he's done is terrible. He's betrayed his wife and his His children. His dick is a weird shape. He's betrayed the whole party. He's constantly stepping in sheep shit and falling over into it and swearing at the animals on his farm. But it wasn't technically breaking the rules, so he's fine. Also, we're going to change the rules. And if anyone does what the Deputy Prime Minister uh, did and we're all talking about, they'll absolutely have to resign. But not him, because it wasn't a rule then. Uh, that went down really well, which as as Theo uh, said at the time, if there's one thing the Australian... Public loves to hear from their leaders, and one thing that they think really um, denotes, you know, strong leadership qualities, it's semantics. <laughs> um, so everybody was like, "Okay, he's gonna, he's gonna fuck off on leave, and that'll, that'll be done and dusted for a bit." And it absolutely was not. The very next day, Barnaby Joyce uh, called his own press conference to say, "Well, I think the Prime Minister is the big dickhead here." Um, he's saying all this mean stuff about me. Everybody already said the mean stuff. Why has he got to say it twice, huh? <laughs> uh, he, he referred to it as a, a big scab being ripped off so that everybody could have another go at the wound, which is just a beautiful, beautiful image. Uh, I think that was the plot of Crash. Hmm. He, then labeled, uh, he then labeled the prime minister of the country, who is uh, his own leader... Uh, inept, and said that his comments were unnecessary and hurtful. Uh, So it's all just been a great look. Uh, All the stories have come
1: thick and fast. That press conference was just absolutely wild because I think every single person had assumed that Turnbull's press conference was done in consultation with Joyce and was like a a damage control thing. Uh, And just to have Joyce be like, that fucking dog cunt. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's just so amazing to know that uh, there's the PM just roasting the shit out of him uh, to distance himself, uh, not to save his ass. It was truly, 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 truly amazing. Uh, yep.
0: It was very clear that it had not been done in consultation with him at all. Uh, most people, I think, expected that he was actually calling a press conference to announce the resignation of the Deputy Prime Minister. Mm. Um, but instead, he just roasted him super hard. Uh, Barnaby Joyce called his own uh, press conference just to disagree.
1: I love competing um, press conferences. <laughs> truly wonderful concept. Yep.
2: They should have uh, just saved time and had the one press conference and just in the format of a <laughs> roast battle.
1: <laughs> Two yeah. podiums. Uh, yep. What's that? The fucking guy that does all the roasts? Jeff. You know. Jeff Foxworthy. It's not Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> yes, him. What's the fucking guy? Jeff Goldblum. Got it. The fucking you know the dude that does all the Comedy Central ones. Jeffrey Law. You fucking you guys are no. I'm doing I'm, with one
2: hand. Jeffrey Rush.
1: Running.
0: Jeff. It's definitely Jeffrey. You fuck. It just didn't come to me at first because people don't normally call him Jeff. Get it yeah, together. that was ben. the
2: plot to the movie Shine. Yeah. Oh, anyway,
1: no, you fucking asses. <laughs> Jeff Ross. <laughs> you know Jeff Ross. Jeff Rush doesn't ring a bell. Oh, Jeff Rush. Yeah. He's the Ross Jeff Master Rush, General. It. Jeff Ross. <coughs>
0: Jeff Jeff Rush, the Shine Master General. I got it.
1: <laughs> well,
0: thanks so, for your help there, guys. Um Yeah, no, it's good. Um it's good. Uh love a bit of Jeffrey Rush. Um I don't know why he keeps doing those pirate movies, but anyway. So, um this this all continued on. Um it it was very clear to them after having these Completely ridiculous competing press conferences. That it was a super bad look. Um, so they announced the next day that they had had a, a meeting together um, on Saturday um, in one of their offices, and that they had had um, talked nicely about their feelings and still loved each other, um, which everybody very much believed. Um, there, there was a, a background, a comment on background from. a a liberal MP that I really liked that was just like, um, about Barnaby Joyce, that was just, this prick has the nerve to get up here and act like the victim in all of this. And I think that kind of sums up the whole thing pretty nicely. Uh, he absolutely has not been able to stop, which of course has prompted, uh, more investigation into all of Barnaby Joyce's, um, Uh, expenses and all of his various bits of craft and all that sort of stuff, Um, nobody really thinks that he's going to hang there, which has led us, of course, to um, was it today's events uh, where Andrew Broad, who is from uh, the Nationals, uh, has told ABC Victoria Statewide Drive that he will move a resolution to replace Barnaby Joyce's leader on Monday. Uh, Whether or not that'll actually come off um, is uncertain, but it's, it's sure as shit a really
2: bad look for him. Um, I saw a comment today that was like, I, I don't think anyone expects this to actually come off, um, but everyone would just like Barnaby to shut the fuck up.
0: I, I did not read this piece that went up today in the Sydney Morning Herald. Um, did either of you read it? This piece about how it was very mean of the press to pry into Barnaby's yeah. personal
1: uh, life.
2: wrong to do. It. I don't think it.
1: I read it. Oh, you did read I'm it. I'm the one person uh, that read good it for you. And it's really like a nothing article. Um, basically, the moment the story got very juicy, uh, every single journalist abandoned the contention that this is an egregious breach of how reporting should work. Uh, which was, you know, something that was very contentious at the start. Uh. But apparently, uh, this person, uh, this woman, yeah, she's sort of trying to beat that drum again. And the the substance of her arguments is that it didn't really have enough political significance to warrant writing about, and that uh, the concern is that it. I think her biggest concern is that if we start eliminating people because of their social lives. We could potentially miss out on a lot of people that are great politicians or whatever, which, I mean, is a relatively fair claim. But I think, as we've said before, there is a relatively clear parallel to draw here with how he has conducted himself in his personal life and how he's let that bleed into his political life Mm. where... Yeah, don't fuck your staffers. Yeah, don't shit where you fuck. Uh, and he he's <laughs> shat all over where he fucks. Although conversely, you can f- you can fuck where you shit. Oh, which is, what is what do you mean by that? You know, you got a.
2: word for that.
0: Yeah, it's called anal sex, Theo. Look it up.
2: I'm not going to look that up.
1: No, don't. He'll faint.
0: It's very well. <laughs> all I'm going to say is it's very it's very homophobic to not look at it, and also um, it's it's very ignorant to assume that straight people don't have anal sex. Sure.
1: Yeah, that probably. was a whirlwind. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, the point is, the article's kind of dumb, and the only reason the Sydney Morning Herald ran it uh, is because Sydney Morning Herald editor Ben Covey will run literally the stupidest fucking opinions with the stupidest fucking contrarian headlines in the world, uh, as long as it gets some clicks to the website, which, I mean, that is obviously what they're going for, but doing it by deliberately pissing people off is just shitty and embarrassing and none of those newspaper, newspaper people ever get to make fun of BuzzFeed or whatever ever again because they are much much worse at it you
0: know at least the things that people tend to sort of uh, think of when they when they put that sort of shit on BuzzFeed it's more about the format rather than the content you know it's uh, people always say it's the same shit about that sort of stuff which is, oh 21 reasons to do this thing um, except as we have pointed out um, it's been people from BuzzFeed, like the intrepid uh, Alice Workman, who have black broken all of the biggest political stories in Australia over the last year Absolutely. or so. Absolutely. And like, um, you know,
1: the, the clickbait sort of stuff that people made fun of BuzzFeed for, which their, their political stuff doesn't do at all. Like they made a conscious editorial decision to not try and hide stuff in headlines or whatever. It used to just be shit like, you won't believe what this politician has done you know, whatever, which they don't do. But the shit that the the Herald or the Age or any of those people will do is that they will get some fucking dumbass to write a story like, hey, put down your avocado, millennials. Why haven't you bought a boat? Yep. So that a million people will click on it to figure out why this fucking person is the way that they are.
0: Well, look, the perfect example of this is someone um, who we have covered a few times on the show. Uh, which is, of course, the legendary Elizabeth Farrelly. Um, we we covered her notorious article, uh, Houses Always Haunt as Moving Proofs.
1: As Moving Proofs.
0: Which she published during the Fairfax strike. And we also, uh, just recently on a bonus episode, uh, Lucy and I went through an absolutely indecipherable piece that she wrote about... Um, I don't know, I guess architecture and the nature of change and uh, multiculturalism and uh, it's just just atrocious. Um, but yes, like the, the reactions to her articles, as, as you say, can pretty much only really give you the impression that the decision to publish any subsequent articles is done solely for the reason that you know that people will go... Oh, here's another fucking article by the house horn lady. What stupid shit has she got to say this time?
1: In a, a slightly less cynical reading, I, I believe that they continue publishing her articles out of pity uh, in that she is clearly insane, but she's sort of a legacy hire <laughs> uh, and they must keep her on board. Uh, she is just... Oh... Uh, an absolutely baffling woman.
0: Like I said, it is it is like almost indecipherable stuff. Um, paragraph to paragraph, seemingly disconnected from the last. Anyway, um, so oh, hey hey Ben. Speaking of Hello. speaking of really shitty decisions mm. to publish awful stuff in a newspaper.
2: Nice. Uh-huh. Um,
0: Theo has brought to our attention. A little cover from the Courier Mail, uh, and they had a really classy take on a bunch of teenagers overdosing on some kind of weird Russian drug that they bought off the dark web. Uh, now I have not read this story, so Theo, could you take us through it?
2: Yeah. Um, so a bunch of kids, uh, you know, like you said, bought a um, bought some Russian uh, RCs off a um, <laughs> what is an dark web um oh a research chemical um and uh and they all uh, ended up in hospital um tragically um and so uh out of this obviously you know there's a bunch of bunch of ways you could present this um oh, yeah ways you could be uh, sensitive about a, a whole bunch of kids uh making a bad decision uh and uh getting very very ill from it um uh, but courier mail um uh are not uh, having that, uh, and they've gone with uh, selfie destruct uh, with a little with a little um, uh, Snapchat icon Woo! next to it uh, because uh, the kids, you see, um, they're always uh, taking selfies. They love uh, those selfie photos. They they love being on their phones uh, instead of. Uh, Paying attention to me uh, When I'm telling them That I'm uh, Divorcing <laughs> their mother They're always um, Posting likes On Snapchat <laughs> Forever Forever snapping Their chats These teens Yeah So And I mean It just links into What you kind of Kind of said Where you know You, you, the, you go um, they'll, they'll cast Any kind of shit Against um, You know The the Buzzfeeds And previously You know The gawkers of the world And, and all that sort of stuff And <clears throat> apparently, apparently, the Courier Mail is a is a tabloid magazine, uh, which I just found out. Um, but it's never it's never ever presented that way. I think that a lot of people in Queensland, you know, get their news from this, um, like in an actual real fashion, not in a tabloid fashion. Uh, you know, from this News Corp uh, piece of shit, uh, and uh, it is continually horrible. I don't. Know, it's it's the Courier Mail. It's just Queensland, isn't it? Yes. That's, yeah, it is. It's in. Yeah. Um, so uh it's probably the most visible newspaper in Queensland. Yeah. Um I'd say so. and uh it's uh yeah, super super shitty, uh super shitty take. So uh yeah, fuck you, Kuriamel. Well um, on the subject, another great example of this
1: was uh friend of the show. Uh probably has not listened to the show, but friend of me, so then by extension, uh, incredible incredible writer, uh, Rekha Chamsidine. Uh She wrote an amazing piece uh, for the Sydney oh, yeah. Morning Herald on how the stats are basically now that more people than ever are, are skipping food so that they can either feed their kids or pay their mortgage. And uh, it's a beautifully written piece uh, in the Sydney Morning Herald that I would highly recommend reading. It's fantastic. But the way that the editor chose to frame it upon publishing it was that the the Twitter something was like, forget the AVO, the big problems with housing affordability are this, whatever. And there's like photos sprinkled throughout it with a photo of AVO toast that's like far from chugging down on avocado toast, blah, 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 blah. Like this is a really, really serious issue that's being talked about thoughtfully and extensively and researched in a really, really amazing way. But they've tried to just hook into the zeitgeist by pissing people off as a way to get them to the story. In, instead of using an actual meaningful grab, they've just gone for the stupidest cell possible. And it's, I don't know, it's just very frustrating seeing this happen. It's infuriating.
0: Well, there's only two, like you're saying, there's only two ways that's going to be perceived, which is either by younger people looking at that and going, what the fuck are you talking about? Like they do every time there's some kind of fucking avocado reference in a thing where people just go, what are you talking about? I'm trying to pay my rent with my increasingly scarce and casualized labor um, and my crazy rent prices and all that sort of stuff. And on the other end of it, it just gives anybody over a certain age apparently license to immediately dismiss any and all of the concerns of young people about systemic issues because, ah, picture of the avocado. The immediate code for these people are dumb and spend too much of their money on frivolous things.
2: Well, they bought they bought their house at at twenty two, but it cost tons. Uh, not going to look into, yeah. we're well, not going to look into that any further. I think uh, I think it's probably the Wait, avocado. It, it
1: doesn't matter. You know, I'm sure all of us have gotten into arguments with boomers on Twitter about this before. You can show them the graph between, you know, cost of living, cost of housing, and average income, wage growth, whatever, anything. And they'll just be like, oh, well, we all had it tough. It's fucking, you, God, like, I'm sure you had to work very, very hard. And I respect that. But if we work the same amount, it is literally impossible for us to do the thing that you did. And it's, you know, there's, there's been, um, there was a really great survey done comparing the amount of money that uh, millennials now spend on... Uh, like, luxuries compared to how much they pay for rent and food and all that, yada, 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 and holidays and whatever. And it's markedly less than people from, like, 10 or 20 years ago. But it doesn't matter. You can show them that, and they'll still sort of contort this narrative where they're like, oh, yeah, but Snapchat. You guys are always on Snapchat.
2: Uh, but have you seen uh, Tony Abbott's back at it now? Uh, and uh, no, it's not it's not avocados. Uh, actually, it's it's those damn immigrants Mm. Uh, didn't you know the It's the damn immigrants uh, Making the country uh, Too full uh, Australia the famously full country um, That's why you can't get a job It's chock blocker over here it, it is not enough room to swing a
1: cat We're elbow to arsehole Please do not swing your cat
0: Please please don't put your elbow Anywhere near my arsehole uh,
1: You can put yours near mine if you like I'm trying to find it there was a a genius level take from some fuck shit on uh, Sky News the other day from Adam Creighton saying that if uh, if the government is serious about reducing the rate of immigration, then they must do it gradually to ensure there isn't a significant drop in house prices <sighs>
2: just a just a nuclear take on uh absolutely incredible <laughs> finger finger on the pulse, like. Uh, we we have a legitimate uh, uh, housing crisis, um, and part of that is due to overseas buyers, not due to due to immigrants, uh, but mostly just due to conservative policies uh, and never ever ever getting rid of tax breaks for for landlords, uh, and that'll go down well.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes, I would love it if we could shift the narrative away from that. Just a bit. Uh, Folks, we've got a couple of topics to cover, but in order to do so, I'm going to throw to that beloved institution the big, big groaning sack of mail. Guys, uh, who wants to dive into the big sack of mail first? Who wants to dive into the the Scrooge McDuck type pool full of letters, which I think would be a lot nicer to dive into than a pool full of golden coins?
1: Well, that seems true to me.
0: Yeah, let's be honest.
2: Give me a face full of that
0: sack, yeah. baby. Let's be honest. Uh, you would dive into the pool full of gold coins and your your head would just stop and your spinal column would just all compress right up. Uh, your tailbone shooting out of your arsehole as all of your internal organs were compressed and crushed under the weight of your momentum that stopped like a uh, crash test dummy in a car hitting one of those big concrete pylons that they run them into.
1: Are you okay? <laughs>
0: I'm just saying I'd rather dive into to nice soft letters from our beloved listeners. That's all I'm saying.
1: Well, let's, let's certainly yep. do that.
0: Uh, so, I cannot actually find the letter that prompted me to look for the following thing. <laughs> I can't find it. I can't right. find it. If you know who you were, uh, please get at us and say, hey, it was me that asked that question. And I may or may not apologize to you on the next show. Um, But we were asked by somebody, hey, it's all been a bit quiet uh, from old mate Mark Latham recently. What's he been up to? Uh, (laughs) And that prompted us to have a little look around. And um, uh, Theo Theo found some of... Our first stop. (laughs) first stop. The first place we go for all the hottest Uh news, really.
2: Yeah, look, I was logging in uh, to (laughs) startsat60.com like I do every day uh I'm not 60 yet but I, I hope to be 60 at heart uh spiritually and, and health wise certainly health-wise. um and wouldn't you know they've got a, a a little take from from Mark Latham um surprising um, that, that that's what boomers want to hear about um uh, oh, can I point out one thing about the website please l well, you can point out two that's ever got time I
0: really like that um the design of the website like they've probably bought some kind of uh, template thing to just install on a blog. Uh, That's fine. We've all been there. Um, But the design of all the stuff in the header um, features just garish, bright, incredibly clashing colors that I can guarantee you not a person on the planet over the age of 60 would be able to read. No, Imagine somebody without their glasses on looking at that header.
1: So they certainly don't have uh, accessibility compliance is what you're saying.
0: No, not over at Starts at 60 News, which is a shame because of the people who are likely to use their site, their, um, their users are more than likely to have some manner of site issues.
1: I, I just got to say, and I think S-I-T-E. I feel comfortable saying this as a, as a message of the podcast. If you're going to make a website, uh, make sure it's got all your accessibility compliance done. You want to have your alt text, you want to go have uh, contrast and colors, minimum font sizes, You really want to have all your bases covered. You should Look, let's be real. You should at least set out um,
0: to meet the International Web Content Accessibility Guidelines 2.0 to the AA level if you can manage it. Uh, Look,
1: as a minimum.
2: Folks, if you're going to make a website, head over to uh, Uh, (laughs) Wix.com. (laughs) Wix.com, it's so easy. Uh, 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 Theo, let me just stop you there. I think if you want to make a a professional, easy-to-use website, you've got to look at Squarespace.com. Mm. Squarespace.com use the uh, promo code um and uh, <laughs> s- sorry wrong wrong podcast.
0: Oh dear. Um, anyway, those are my thoughts on the design of the website. Starts at 60.com news for fucking old folks.
1: I
2: start visiting there regularly.
1: Well, life actually starts at 60, so how old is Ooh. it really? Well, um,
2: So it's actually okay to abort somebody before that age? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, state-sanctioned killings are actually just extremely late-term abortions.
1: Yep. Every day is the purge if your victims are under 60. Although I still I don't think anyone can do an abortion.
0: Oh, just anyone. I like. I think there is some steps you have to go through. Sorry, I thought you were saying that you just like don't think that abortions exist. I don't think anyone can do an abortion. Like, I'm pretty sure they can.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, Ed, like I'm almost anyone. certain
0: people have done abortions.
1: I mean, I think most people could do one if they were hard pressed. I mean, legally, I think you need to be uh, a licensed medical professional to do one in Australia.
0: So ideally, I'd, ideally, you've skimmed a WikiHow article.
1: Don't know if uh, whatever our medical board is, the Australian Medical Association, I would make that up. Yeah, no, that sounds. I don't know. That sounds pretty right. I don't think they would accept skimming the WikiHow as acceptable credentials. I also think if you're aborting a forty-five-year-old,
2: it's going to be a different set of tools involved. <laughs> same, same theory, just on a bigger scale. Um, Certainly. Should, should we get into the article? I don't know if we're. No, I think we could keep doing abortion jokes for a good 20 minutes. Well, it might be a joke to you, but, you know, I respect Oh, you.
1: come
0: um, on. Uh, Theo, it shouldn't be a topic that's off limits to talk about. Are you saying that people should be ashamed of having an abortion?
2: <laughs> oh, fuck's
0: sake. Is that where you are going with that? <laughs> that
2: I can't even be bothered turning this Is that around. Is you expected for that to happen um, just then? I'm so, I'm so tired, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> So, Mark uh, reckons uh, Malky's a bit of a t- control freak and uh, said his sex ban is a return to the Victorian era, which I find mm. very funny. Um, uh, anyone who seeks to regulate sex between consenting adults is not someone who believes in individual freedom. Uh, he's just a libertarian at this point, right? That's all that he Mark is. Latham is at this, at, this, at this point, right? Um, which, Turnbull I mean- has outed himself. Hey?
1: Well, like, I, I just don't... Uh, libertarianism is dumb. I mean, we all agree with that. Dumb as bricks. Uh, but, so, I guess your position as a libertarian should be... Nothing should restrict individual freedom, right? But you also believe that of corporations or businesses or whatever. So, if the government is your employer and they've given you a rule... Although I guess, I guess they could make a case that it's different if it's the government that's doing it. But, like, if you've signed a contract to do that, you should have to abide by the rules that it has, right?
2: So as a libertarian, couldn't you defend, like, any rules that they put in? Except the ones you don't like. Oh, yeah. And then they violate the NAP, so...
0: I don't know. Well, the other thing about that, that type of libertarianism jazz is the whole, uh, you know, you get like conservatives, libertarian and stuff are all like, Oh, Oh, you want to do socialism except it's never been successful anywhere in the history of anywhere. Just always makes me think, yeah, just like all of those, um, successful, completely libertarian regulation, free countries, uh, which actually all sound like the island from battle Royale. Both in the sense that you would just immediately be murdered by your closest neighbor and also that it is fictional.
1: Oh man, if if you get really into uh, anarcho-capitalism, which I mean I'm sure we all have, <laughs> complete laissez-faire capitalism, libertarian utopia, uh, the examples that they always pull out are the Wild West and uh, Vikings. That's uh, Those are the two examples of anarcho-capitalist societies that worked because you're essentially paying people to have the law enforced on a personal level in the Wild West. And uh, cowboys generally live to be like 25, I'm pretty sure the same is true of Vikings. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a fucking shitty hellhole, uh, but it means that... They don't have to think about having to pay tax or contributing in any way to the society that fostered them to the point where they are now.
0: Well, yeah, you don't have to be um, worried about being forced to put aside part of your income for like a pension or retirement because someone's going to shoot you in the face to steal your gold fillings. Yeah. um, And of course, like, I mean, look, let's be real. I don't feel like I can even argue with that point um, because of the fact that that works so well as a society that that's still how we live now.
1: Well, I mean, if you look at America now, it's not changed much, am I right? <laughs> bunch, bunch of cowboys.
0: They even had a cowboy president. American. Remember that guy? He. Uh, Which one are you talking about? I was talking about. I was talking about uh, W, because he liked to do his cow his oh. cowboy shtick. I
1: thought you were talking about like
0: uh, Teddy Rumsfeld, because he got s- shot Is in it the Teddy stomach. Teddy Rumsfeld.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Who?
2: <laughs> Per that's person. that's
0: two names. That's two names.
2: <laughs> Am I fucking it all up? I, You've Teddy Teddy, Ru- Teddy Roosevelt, Roosevelt uh, Donald with Rumsfeld, Donald Rumsfeld. Yes, Donald. <laughs> Look, I'm no
0: history. Ed Rumsfeld doctor. was not a president. He was just a cabinet member. Um, he was also not the one who uh, shot or got shot. That was Dick Cheney who shot his friend while they were hunting. And uh, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, he had his whole.
1: He had his whole. He was the cowboy president. He was the one I was trying to think of. Well, he was—he
0: uh, was—he um, was more of a the, the adventure guy. He was the outdoorsman. Um,
1: he was a hunter. He killed thousands of animals. Uh, nearly all the stuffed animals, well, like taxidermy animals at the natural history museum. Pretty sure it's natural history museum. Were like killed by him and his expedition party. Uh, so it's really great going there and being like Teddy Roosevelt killed that guy. Yeah, good on him. Good on you, Teddy. Uh, he also started nearly uh, and, all of America's national parks. Yes, we can uh, at least give him points for that, can't we?
2: Yeah. Uh, and also, I can't believe you guys are making fun of me, because um, uh, Roosevelt, because i got the name slightly wrong, you know, semantics, but that's that's cool if you want how to, how that's how you want to be right. But um, uh, Roosevelt was shot by a saloon keeper. So uh, <laughs> put that in your jaunty little no, cowboy I, part. I agreed with you that he was the cowboy one. Thank you. Uh, so basically, it's just Andrew that can go fuck himself at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. no. I, I uh, eat please, shit. please accept my most sincere apologies for um, oh, for being Andrew. so mean
1: about Teddy Rumsfeld. Anyway, um, uh, if you're an American listener and we've gotten any of this wrong, uh, why don't you look at your own fucking problems in your country right now, you dick? It's true. Shut up. Stop hassling bitch. us.
0: Stop hassling us and deal with. Fuck off. Um, look, we've we've completely Jesus look, Christ! At this point, we have completely departed um, from the issue of Mark Latham's uh, weird.
1: <laughs> I want to talk about cowboy president. It's all going more. very well.
0: Well, look, can, can I just can I just make uh, Theo's final point here, which he, he had <laughs> written down for, for the Mark Latham stuff, which is that even Mark Latham, right, even Mark fucking Latham gets it, which is to say. As we've said on previous episodes about all the Barnaby Joyce stuff and the the sex with your staffers ban, which shouldn't really have been a going thing anyway. um, Everybody from every side of politics is like, man, this guy's massively fucked up. And the government's still trying to pretend like he hasn't. Even Mark Latham can look at the situation and say, quote, uh, Turnbull's missed the obvious point. People are worried about the issues of taxpayer funds, not who he's fucking. And that is absolutely true. The whole thing about saying we'll change the ministerial code of conduct after the horse has bolted and impregnated a lady. Uh, Yeah, it's just that's not the point at all. The point is about using taxpayer funds to create jobs for your mates and all that sort of shit. So even...
2: Well, actually, I actually reread that sentence um, and we might be giving Latham uh, the benefit of the doubt on that reading because he doesn't actually say... uh, Uh, anything about the affair, he just says people should be worried about the issues of taxpayer funds, uh, which I read now uh, as uh, him being a huge libertarian, uh, he just doesn't like taxpayer funds uh, and he would rather um, save up money to build a city underwater uh, where you can uh, live your life in peace. Some sort of uh, rapture, if you will. Oh, that's a great name for it.
0: Oh, speaking of the rapture. Nice. Um I watched the I watched the Nicolas Cage movie Left Behind the other night.
2: Oh, it's something. my co-worker was asking asked me today if I'd seen Left Behind. And I was like, "Oh, that sounds not, so bad it's good." Is that what you what'd you find? It's, is it
1: a remake of the there's like a TV movie about people being left behind from the rapture from like the late 70s or 80s called Left Behind?
0: Well, it's ba- it's based on a book. It's based on a
1: book. Oh yeah, I think and it's like a super Christian book, right?
0: Uh, very much. Um, look, there's 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 some funny moments in it, but it's not even like it's not even shitty enough to be good or whatever. You know, it's no good. It's no good. I was surprised to find uh Back to the Future's Leah Thompson in there. Uh, she gets raptured. Hmm. It is pretty funny the moment when like everybody gets raptured and all of a sudden there's all these people standing around just like holding hands with an empty an empty shirt sleeve. You know.
2: Oh, so the clothes uh, stay behind The clothes stay, all the people go So, uh, so uh, Heaven's just a bunch of <laughs> Nude
0: babes Heaven, Everybody's na- Hell yeah. dicks out For God, I guess
1: uh, This I to is read the Bible. Tangentennial, but I would highly recommend it uh, To any listeners of the show That if you haven't watched the TV series The Leftovers uh, You gotta get in You gotta watch The Leftovers
2: yeah, I got to get on that.
1: Oh man, it's so good. But it starts with a similar sort of rapture event, but it, it immediately afterwards. Uh, so it doesn't sort of show the during or anything. It just shows the flow on offense and uh, it, yeah, the the first first season really good. Second season really fucking good. Third season just outstanding. And also uh, of literally any TV show I've ever watched, including ones made in Australia, leftovers does the best job of capturing. Australia, in all its sensibilities and everything. Just fucking fantastic. This episode brought to you by The Leftovers. Uh HBO's The Leftovers. Stream it on... Uh, I don't know if it's on any Australian services. Just pirate it. And you can find it on
0: a pirated site uh, that I set up on Squarespace. It was so easy to do. <laughs> it was so easy to do, guys. Um, just... And it looks beautiful. Yeah, just just go over to squarespace.com and use the code copyright infringement for 10% off your first torrent website that you're going to set up uh, before you get caught by the Australian government. So it's time to throw to a few more letters, folks. A couple more letters. Um, There's a letter here that I felt that we needed to answer. Uh, It's about one of my favorite topics. Friend of the show, Bob Biggs. Dear friend. Uh, and patron, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kiss, kiss. Uh, Bob Biggs uh, asked a question this, uh, this week, which was, uh, when Shane Warren was infamously gaining weight, rumor had it all he would eat was ham and pineapple pizza without the pineapple. What's your favorite Shane Warne fact? Uh, and I thought that this would be an appropriate moment, of course, to do uh, the theme song for any segment that involves Shane Warne.
2: Are you guys ready? Yeah, this will kill five minutes.
0: Shane. 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 Pizza. Shane. Where is Shane? Shane's getting fat. Shane's getting fat right now. American pie. You love that film. Uh, here we are, in the wide world of Where's Warney, once again. Everybody's favorite segment. Um, so I did a tiny bit of research about dear friend of the show, Shane Warne. Um, we've covered some of his exploits in the past, as you may tell by the fact that it, he has a theme song. Um, so I did a bit of research. And we should
2: probably update um, for American listeners. Uh, he is a cricket player.
0: He's so much more
1: than
2: just
0: a cricketer. That's true. He's 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 a retired former Australian Test cricketer who now lives in the UK in a state of perpetual horniness.
1: He's a colourful Australian personality. Mm. Is that a fair characterization?
2: Yep. I he's think, a larrikin.
0: I think another fair characterization would be um, horny, warning. Oh boy, is he horny! Yep. Um, so I did a bit of research. I was googling things like Shane Warne facts. <laughs> Uh, Shane Warne, interesting facts.
1: It's so good to see the process behind this.
0: <laughs> yep. A bit of hot Googling. And um, and here's here's the one that I liked. Uh, it was from a big list of Shane Warne facts. I have written down the very first one and no others. Because this is the one that I enjoyed. Uh, it is prefaced by, let's have a look at some interesting facts about Shane Warne. Number one. It was at the Institute that Damien Martin and Justin Langer first came across Warne. He was an overweight youth sitting by himself, tucking into a family-sized pizza and guzzling down a can of Victoria Bitter. That is the entire
1: fact. (laughs) So, I mean, this seems to contradict an earlier story that we broadcast. I guess that's the right word. Is that he he didn't drink beer at all.
0: Oh, that he did not, in fact, like a beer. Well, maybe it wasn't until he was living the high life of international test cricket that he could afford to have whatever kind of drink he wanted, as opposed to a can of VB with his family-sized pizza by himself.
1: Which, I mean, that's kind of my ideal meal. I Not a VB specifically, but a family-sized pizza is the perfect serving size for me. I won't settle for anything less. I don't know about you guys. Hmm. And what are you going to do if you ever have a family, Ben? Maybe you guys can eat a few bits of pizza and then... Put the rest away. But if I've got a whole pizza in front of me, I'm going to fucking eat that whole thing.
0: Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Greedy. It's pretty greedy. I
1: don't know if that's greedy. I bought it with my own fucking money. (laughs) That sounds pretty greedy to me. Uh, Wow.
0: Look, let's let's not throw around any accusations about who's the big greedy piggy who eats all the pizza. Okay. Just love pizza.
1: Who the fuck doesn't love pizza, Ben? Well, apparently you. Oh look at me! I've eaten a portion of a pizza instead of a whole one. Oh. Look at me eating the amount of pizza an adult man eats. <laughs> wow! I mean, I'm an adult yeah. man and I eat more. So
0: <clears throat> we got two questions here. Oh yeah. From friend of the show, uh, Liam Reeves. Uh, he's a he's a fresh new patron. Hello, Liam. Welcome aboard. Mwah.
1: Kissy, Mwah. kissy. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh yes, two questions. He's doubled up and we're going to allow it because he's so fresh to the show. Uh Liam Ask's number 1. How many teeth does the podcast have in total? Uh So, uh, I'm going to see like uh, I'm going to start off by saying I don't know how many teeth uh, an adult human is supposed to have.
1: No, I don't I think know
0: it's like, how many. It's like 30. It's like 20, 20 something. I want to say 20 something. Let's talk you shot. say, 20. say 20, 26. 26. Yeah.
1: All right, I'm going to ask Siri.
2: Uh, One tooth per chromosome. Hey, Siri. <laughs>
1: how many teeth does a person have? Oh, fucking work. Sorry, I'm dealing with some technical issues. How many teeth does a person have?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: How many teeth does a person have? It's not working.
0: Now, I would note that on uh, on Google... Um, I, oh, you just googled it. Well, I got there faster, didn't I? You're trying to use all your fancy tech. Look at Tony Stark over here, unable to find out how many teeth, <laughs> how many teeth people have. Um, now, the answer apparently is that guess what? Adults have more teeth than children. Most adults have thirty-two teeth.
1: Oh, it's <laughs> pretty close.
0: Um, I would like to note that on the first questions under "People Also Ask," the first question is. How many teeth have adults? And that does not sound right to me. How many teeth have adults? How many teeth have adults? Yep. Uh, Look, um, so if there's someone out there who wants to do the math of adding together 32 four times and then removing two for my missing teeth.
1: Oh. Hmm. Huh. I think I've got all mine. Wait. has everyone still got their wisdom teeth?
2: Uh, no, I've got I had mine, mine chiselled out. Oh they, well, well uh, four. they got the big old saw and took a took a bunch of bone out, uh, and then they uh, got the chisel and they uh, whacked it with a big hammer, uh, and they popped out and flew across the room. Awesome. Well, I feel physically ill. Thank you. Well, there's
0: there's four four wisdom teeth apparently, so that puts you at twenty eight, I guess. Um, yeah. I I have never had any wisdom teeth removed or anything like that. I have just had two of my molars removed because um, I'm a big baby who is so scared of the dentist that I wait until my teeth literally fall out of my face.
2: Oh man, when I was a when I was a teenager and not like brushing my teeth properly, um, I had a tooth that rotted out, and um, it was one of one of my um, uh, molars. Um, I think I'm probably, all right, now I've just walked into a trap immediately um, because I will say that I was still losing teeth at, like, year 11. You were losing your baby teeth at
0: 17 or whatever. I, yeah. I, I, Very I was, normal. Uh,
2: which uh, is fine, isn't it? Um, anyway, so he pulled out. <laughs> isn't it? All right. Um, so he pulled out this tooth right, that was rotten and it's like, this is what happens when you don't brush. Um, and he had it in the, in the, like, pincers and he crushed it. In front of me. Oh. 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 And I'm like, "What? I didn't go back to the dentist for like five years. Yeah. had the total opposite effect of what he was after, Uh, which was fine, though, because all of the teeth that were rotting uh, continued to fall out. And now I've got all the normal amount uh, of (laughs) adult teeth.
1: Guys, I've not been to the dentist in a really long time, and now I'm terrified. I will pay. I will pay for you to go to the dentist. I will take it because I have no money at the moment.
0: I'll pay for you to go to the dentist on my behalf.
1: Am I going twice or are you splitting the cost? You are going twice. Well, well like, I will maybe, probably maybe, need many follow-ups.
0: Yeah, maybe you can go and, and just say that you're me. And as far as the government's concerned, I've been to the dentist and I don't have to go. If you have any suggestions on how I can deal with my crippling fear of the dentist, please write into the show.
1: Have you considered just like going in like mega drunk?
0: No, like, and you can get put under and shit like that, but oh my God, that costs some money. Because uh, you got to you gotta pay for like the anesthetist and then you got to pay, you got to like book the room for the whole day because there's going to be this unconscious dude in there. Um, you got to pay for like the hypnotist or whatever to unearth the, the memories afterwards of what happened yeah. to your dick while you were under the gas. Or you've got to pay a bodyguard to stand next to the dentist and guard your, your fly and your dick through the whole thing. It's just a whole bunch of costs that you incur.
1: And it's got to be a, a licensed bodyguard as well. You can't just bring in a, a friend or a relative. No, no. It's got to be a professional dick guarder
0: You can't just yeah. can't mess around. Um, you need someone who's not going to be like looking at their phone. Uh, and fucking around, like, playing snake while the dentist is playing snake.
1: <laughs> Swatting the dentist's hands away. Yes. <laughs> <Just like> yes. <laughs> playing whack-a-mole with yeah. grabby dentist hands.
0: Yeah, hands above chest level, please. Doctor. Hey, I only want those fingers in my mouth, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. One, You've you got access to one hole. <laughs> one hole. Uh, yeah, so that's it's just one of the many reasons that, that I just, just don't
2: dig it. I don't dig it.
1: So I think... Uh, in answer to that question, uh, 122 teeth?
2: Well, we haven't included Lucy yet. We'll have to get back to you.
1: I assume she's got a full mouth
2: of teeth. <laughs> a full mouth. <laughs> what, what that mouth can do.
1: <laughs> Wait, no wisdom teeth out for you, Ben? No, I've got a full mouth of horrible teeth. Mm. All right, how many molars are you missing? Two. Andrew? Two. Yeah, it's 122 and then minus whatever Lucy's missing. Come on. Anyway, uh, shout
0: out to friend of the show. Now, speaking of uh, wonderful, wonderful teeth, we've also got a wonderful tweet from our dear friend. Mm. Yeah, that was middling. Um, Because I wanted to say fucked up, horrible teeth, but that didn't really lead into saying something complimentary about friend of the show. Uh, Erin, you can find her on Twitter at Erin Shalada. Uh, and Theo very much enjoyed a little tweet from Erin today, uh, in which she said, hmm, Dingo Twitter? Is that because they Dingo to school? Sent tweet.
1: Got him. Rack him. Rack him, Erin. Uh, I, th- I think this is an official, an official call out of Dingo Twitter. Hey, piss off. Hey, s- stop that. Step stuff. off! I don't quit do it, it anymore. Look, you're racist fox.
0: Now, for American listeners and even listeners from the grey land of the UK and whatever other countries are listening, I've checked out the stats, and it's not as many of you well, guys. Let's list every. There's country. probably more countries than that. Well, I can list the other countries, but um, as friend of the show, uh, Liam pointed out to me earlier in the week, uh, it's very likely that some of those countries that all have similar numbers are in fact VPNs. And I was like, oh yeah, that's possible. It's very possible that we don't have 30 Spanish listeners a week or whatever. Anyway, uh, so for non-Australian listeners at least and people who don't spend too much time on Twitter delving into horrible alt-right shit, uh, Dingo Twitter is basically Australia's parallel to like Pepe's, Pepe the Frog alt-righters. Um, so much in the same way that... Uh, alt-right, uh, MAGA chuds have ruined frogs. Um, these dipshits have also managed to just ruin dingoes, which is a shame because they seem like perfectly nice wild dogs. Uh, if you can, like, just take our word for it. Don't get into it. Don't, uh, don't, don't start searching for dingo Twitter. Don't start interacting with any of these people. Um, and you'll probably live a slightly nicer life for it. Um, yeah. So, uh, Dingo Twitter, eat shit. You're a bunch of idiots. Um, enjoy listening to your fucking moronic Blair Cottrell motivational speeches, um, to three people, uh, from the one fucking gym he goes to. Real fulfilling life for all of you. Uh, big shout out folks to the many wives of the show. We have our new patron tier. We have a bunch of beautiful wives now who are contributing to our efforts at the at the very highest tier. And we
1: love our wives.
0: We love every one of our wives.
1: We honor them. We cherish them. We kiss them. We cuddle them. Mm. Uh, we cook them eggs. Yeah. We, unless they're vegan or they've got an egg allergy, uh, in which case we cook them, I don't know what a good substitute for egg is. What would you have in the circumstances that you're just having an egg?
0: Just an egg, like a boiled egg, like a fried egg. Am I having but scrambled Theo's eggs always eggs cooking egg for
1: life? Hmm. What sort of what sort of egg are you making
2: for Caitlin usually? Um, just a just a fried. Normally, it's probably the yep. the uh, normal one. Nice runny yolk. Yep. Yep. Just just sort of uh, just enough to um, uh, seal all the white on top. Um oh yeah. yeah. That's when
1: you know you got it perfect. You get that slight uh it goes almost like a little frosted glass almost just Absolutely. over the top of the yolk. Then you know you got a perfect egg. Perfect That's fried egg right there. Perfect I egg. Know, what feed. were we
0: talking about? Perfect egg for the wife of the show. Right. Um,
1: uh, and if you're not making an egg, you could maybe uh
2: I could make you some falafel or you know, some sort of soy ex- extrusion.
1: Yeah, I could make you some oh I'll tell you what. Uh, scrambled tofu. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um
0: you could even put a bit of bit of tofuti in there for some flavor. Bit of what? Tofuti. Have you never had tofudi?
1: No, I don't know what that
0: uh, is. Uh is the vegan cream cheese substitute. And it's fucking great. Ooh. It is great. I'm not one oh, I'm yeah. not like one for hollowly repping like vegan substitutes for things. Um, but let me tell you, pal, tofuti. That's some good shit. It's basically, it's just cream cheese. If, if someone just gave it to you and was like, check out this cream cheese, have a spoonful, you'd be like, why am I going to have a spoonful of cream cheese? And then you try it and you'd be like, the cream cheese was fine, I guess. And then they'd be like, wrong motherfucker, it's Tofutti. <laughs> you say, what in the world is Tofutti? And then you'd have this whole conversation all over again.
1: Oh, that's good to know. Yeah.
0: Check it out, folks. Uh, today's episode, brought, episode to you brought to you by Tofuti. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, go to your supermarket and uh, attempt to use the discount code vista um, just until you're forced to speak to a manager. Kick up a
1: big scene. Yeah, if it doesn't work, definitely call them up yep. and be like, hey, <laughs> this podcast I listen to, uh, they said that this discount code is good for 100%. Uh, and at the moment, I'm getting a 0% discount. Yep. Yeah. Um,
0: so I am going to do a quick shout out. To our beloved wives of the show. We got eight of them now. Eight of them, folks. Um, Dear friend, Tal Waterhouse, who I'm sure we all remember, uh, Michael Latimer. Moi. Moi, moi. uh, Long-time patron,
1: Alex Watts. Moi, moi, moi. I refuse to kiss Alex. Actually, I I kissed him right on the forehead uh, about four days
0: ago. So so Uh, it's pretty much a lie that you refuse to kiss him. I hear a gecko. Yeah, I, I hear a gecko. Love kissing that
1: man. Nature Corner. Welcome to Nature Corner, bitch. Woo. One more. Uh, there was also a dog barking just prior to the, the gecko, but I don't know if the microphone caught that. It's not. That's the dogs next door that hate me.
0: That's, i got to respect their opinion. That's fine. Friend of the show. Uh, sorry. Wife of the show. Connor Stokes. Mwah. We love you too. Kiss, uh, kiss. Dartwave. Um, new wife of the show. bead Kelleher who, kiss, who kiss. We, we love dearly. And of course, um, wife of the show, uh, the Ed Zitron. Oh, Who You, Ed. May, you may know from uh, Twitter as uh, the world's greatest uh, practitioner of PR. Only good PR person. And
2: foremost expert in Zyborn clock. Mm.
0: The, the world's, <laughs> world's preeminent PR expert. Um, I... Hugely encourage you to check out uh, many of the articles that Ed has written around the place, uh, including for, like, Vice. He's got some great pieces about, um, like, uh, getting uh, ridiculous exorbitant tickets for, like, the Super Bowl and floor seats at the Lakers just to see if it's worth it. Um, And he wrote a piece uh, relatively recently that was about uh, Theo's favorite subject, Bitcoin. That's right, folks. Theo's a Bitcoin miner now. Putting on his hard hat, and going to the Bitcoin mines. Yep, I'm all in. <laughs> Sold my house. <laughs> Sold the house. <laughs> uh, but yes, Ed wrote a piece uh, that I think was for Vice. Uh, I'll try and dig up the link for it if I can. Um, where he basically said, all right, I'm going to put aside a chunk of money and treat Bitcoin as though I am playing craps. Um, and see if I can make a profit or not. And it's, it's very interesting. He breaks down kind of how it works, all that sort of stuff. Um, we're going to have Ed on the show soon. Ed is going to come on the show and have a chat to us. So before we do, we will make sure to throw it out there so that you guys can get your questions in about um, about PR, about Bitcoin, about all the other stuff Ed's written about, about his podcast, the Scumbag Podcast, all that kind of stuff. That's a good one. Uh, so yeah, we just wanted to, we just wanted to give big kisses to all the wives of the show. We also love all the lovers of the show who we see behind our wives' backs. Uh, And of course our many, many friends of the show Um, We wouldn't be here Uh, without you guys
1: I might give a a special shout out to dear friend of the show uh, Ben Jungles Who horrifically uh, and incredibly disgustingly I I think broke his foot off Is maybe the best way I can describe it Uh, Managed to somehow completely detach the bones in his foot From the other bones in his leg uh while walking on a flat surface in the rain and slipping. Uh and he is currently holed up in bed awaiting surgery. Uh big kisses to you, Ben. Mm. I love you, buddy. You're gonna be fine. Okay, yeah, well more soon, Ben,
0: we love you very much. Uh and that I think that's gonna wrap it up for us today. Um what's our what's our crime? Ooh, Oh, your crime pass is to um, set up an illegal torrent site on Squarespace. Absolutely. Using the discount code Wundavista. Um If it doesn't work, mm-hmm. please just contact Squarespace support and ask them to get in touch with us. Uh, yeah, so you can use that to set up. And what what were people even uh, streaming? It was The Leftovers.
1: The Leftovers. Yes, yeah. you
0: can set up a torrent site and and just put up illegal streams of The Leftovers until it's made available. Uh, through some regular means in Australia, because you've got to send a message, you know? Uh, Make it available to us, otherwise we will uh, set up illegal torrent sites. And that's what you can do with this week's Crime Pass. Uh, Of course, you can always catch us over on Patreon for our our subscribers, our beautiful wives, lovers, and friends of the show. Uh, So you can head over to patreon.com forward slash bunta vista if you would like to join us there. Um, I also just recently got through the whole backlog of updating our website, PuntaVista.com, which apparently I have not posted the latest episodes to since episode 22. Let's be honest. That was a while ago. Uh, I have done that, which has also updated our Facebook page, facebook.com slash vista. Why don't you try going over there? and just hitting like on some stuff. Uh, maybe, maybe clicking the fifth star along on the review part of Facebook. Um, and, you know, if you've got a, if you're just in the swing of reviewing things by that point, if you're just like, I've done one. Uh, if, if if to you doing reviews is like eating Pringles, then also maybe pop on over to the, like the old iTunes store. Whack in a review there, a five-star review, because let's be honest, you've really enjoyed this.
1: Gee- do you think there are many people for whom doing reviews is like eating Pringles? Absolutely.
0: Cool. So get on the old iTunes. Plug your boys. Help us out. Come on. Stop being selfish. Seriously. Stop it. And on that note, on the note of me describing you as selfish, we're going to leave it there. Any final words, fellas?
1: Uh, everyone be well. Be safe out there. Uh, tell the people you love that you love them. Uh, do a little something for yourself this week that You normally wouldn't do Doesn't have to be You don't have to splash out Or do anything lush with your money Just, you know Sit down and read a nice book in the sun uh, Go for a little walk Drive to the beach If you haven't been there for a while Just do something nice Set aside a few hours to just Treat you
0: Oh, there's no joke at the end Well, that's nicer than me calling someone selfish, isn't it? Yeah
1: Oh, that wasn't a bit I'm just <laughs> What the fuck's wrong with you? You fucking cunts I just want to fucking Try and be fucking positive For a single fucking second You fucking dipshits You get on here Every time I try and be sincere You both fucking leap on You smiley fucking voices And shitty little tones of voice just because I'm like The nice guy here And somehow like the Laughable That I want to improve People's lives You guys are just Fucking pieces of shit And I'm fucking Sick to death here This is fucking
2: Bullshit. I am off the podcast, I love the podcast. I-